This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 74 of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And you know what, this is going to be a bit of a different episode. We're not going to have any guest segment on this week's episode. Um, This is the first episode since the Dallas Stars lost in game six to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, first off, I want to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning and all of their fans on a fantastic series and a cup well-deserved. It, it hurts me to say it, and as I've said on the podcast a bunch, I live in Florida, so you know a bunch of my friends and a lot of my hockey friends even are really, really big Tampa Bay Lightning fans. So I just want to take a second to acknowledge, I just want to shout out a big shout out. And I know this is a Dallas Stars podcast, but you have to, you know, show some respect to the winners. So I want to give a big shout out to first and foremost my best buddy Kyle Fryermoot, who is a diehard, lifelong Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Enjoy this one, buddy. This is for you. Also, my pal Nicole Billing. You know, she was obnoxious throughout the whole thing, but again, really well deserved. And then my buddy JJ Markman for you know just being the absolute thorn in my side when it comes to the lightning but you know what congratulations guys i uh, hope you guys enjoy it. and a big congratulations to the tampa bay lightning and all of their fans that it, it's awesome it's awesome um i wish that the dallas stars could be in the position now that they are now where we are celebrating and getting drunk and everyone is yelling at us for drinking out of the cup and all that sort of stuff but Unfortunately, we were unable to, and it was it was a tight game. Listen, I mean, we lost the game 6-2-0, and going into this one, we still were missing Rupe Hints. We still were missing Roddick Fox. Uh, Steven Johns was still out. Ben Bishop was still out, but our bottom six just started to fall apart, and it seemed like in that game six, we were just dominated. It was the Stars ran out of gas. I think that the Stars put all of their energy into winning that game five, which Perry did in overtime, double overtime, and they were gassed come game six. And I think it showed. The Lightning dominated them all game. They were outshot until the third period, but at that point, they were already out of it. Just the way Vasilevsky and the Lightning were playing, it just it wasn't going to be our day. And I knew almost from, I don't want to say right away, I definitely had faith right away, but It was hard just watching that game. You could tell the Stars were out of gas. And the Lightning, you know, won it deservedly so. They played a good, solid game. Braden Point was incredible. And they won. Um, Big congratulations to Victor Hedman for winning the Conn Smythe, which really, really surprised me, actually. I was surprised I even gave it to Hedman. Um, I was telling uh, one of my friends, I was like, if they don't give it to Point, Point got robbed. He's the center. You know, they're always going to give it to Point. But you know what? They went ahead and gave it to Hedman. He's an unreal defenseman, top five in the league. He played unreal during these playoffs, and he definitely, definitely earned it. Now, 
I'm not going to say he was the best defenseman in the playoffs, but he was definitely the best defenseman from the team that won the cup. All right. I still think best defenseman goes to Miro Heiskanen, and he definitely, I think, you know, he was probably third. It would probably went Hedman who won it, point on the Lightning because he led the, the playoffs. And then I think you got to give it to got to give to Heiskanen. I think people are going to disagree with me there and say that Vasilevsky should be ahead of Heiskanen, but I think what Heiskanen did on the Stars is a million times more difficult and more impressive than what Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky oh wow, um, was able to do on the Lightning. And I know my, my Tampa friends that are listening to this are going to be mad at me for that, but I'm telling you, you guys didn't watch all of the series like we did. Mir Heiskanen was the best defenseman in the playoffs, and it shows from his point totals. But I'm going to talk about Mir Heiskanen later. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out the Tampa Bay Lightning and congratulate them on a great series. And they are now Stanley Cup champions, so congratulations to them. But it was an incredible run for the Dallas Stars. I mean, there were so many memorable moments that Stars fans are going to remember over the you know the next coming years that they didn't win it but they they came so close and Dallas Stars don't hold your heads down all right this is a run to be proud of no one gave the stars any chance they were on a downward trend going into you know the covid break they did not play well in the preseason and the preliminary round robin games they honestly didn't even put up that great of a series versus the Flames and they were the underdogs in every series after that and yet somehow they still were able to do it I mean Joe Pavelski ties the game with 12 seconds left in game four versus Calgary with his hat-trick goal one of the first Dallas hat-trick goals in the playoffs his first hat-trick goal of his career in the playoffs as well Dennis Gryanov had a hat-trick and started a rally for a 3-0 comeback win in Game 6 to win the series for the Dallas Stars over the Flames. We took a 3-1 series lead over the Colorado Avalanche. No one gave us even an inkling of a chance in that series. And then to bring it all home, Yoel Kiviranta out of nowhere scores a hat-trick and the double overtime winner to send us on to the Western Conference Finals. And then we took on the Golden Knights, that again, the Stars go into that one as the underdogs, and yet we are able to handily put them away in Game 5 after being down 2-0. And then, you know, another great one, and it came from someone that people aren't going to be too happy to hear me, you know, be excited for, but Corey Perry wins it in double overtime in game five for us to push it to that game six like there were some amazing amazing moments here in these playoffs for the stars fans to remember i think my personal favorite is going to be the yoel kiviranta one i mean it just makes the finnish mafia on the dallas stars that much better i think yoel kiviranta is going to have a starting position here in the lineup next season i think what we saw in the playoffs hopefully can carry over He's 24, so he's still young. He plays a scrappy game. He's small, but he's not afraid to throw his body around. And, I mean, who's going to forget that playoff hat trick? I mean, I think I'm going to have the finish goal call for him. And if you haven't heard it, I highly suggest you go and look up Yoel Kiviranta finish goal call. It is so funny. They call it like a soccer goal, 
he screams for like two minutes Kiviranta's name. It's so good. Go listen to it. It's one of my favorite sound bites, and and we wouldn't have got that without this incredible Dallas Stars run. So I want to thank the Dallas Stars on behalf of all of the Dallas Stars fans for just some incredible memories on this run we had. And I really, really hope that we are able to do it again next season. And now before I move on from the playoffs, I want to go through and tell you who I think my top three Dallas Stars playoff performers were on this incredible Dallas Stars run. Starting at number three, I had a bit of a dilemma here. See, number one is a defenseman, spoiler alert. And number three, I was really debating between Joe Pavelski or John Klingberg. John Klingberg finished second in team scoring, but Joe Pavelski, I I had to put him in it. He scored goals, which were at a premium for this team. We needed people to score goals, and Joe Pavelski was one of the people that was putting him in for us on the most consistent basis. He finished with 13 goals, 6 assists, and a plus 6 rating in the playoffs. He led the Dallas Stars in goals. He scored his first career playoff hat-trick in the playoffs this year, and he finished second in playoff goals just behind Braden Point. He also was the Dallas Stars' leading faceoff man, and that was the one of the biggest spots where I noticed Joe Pavelski was in the faceoff dot. He continuously won faceoffs in the offense and defensive zone. And without his key faceoff wins, then we don't get it back to our defensemen who most of our offense run it through on any air of the ice. He wins the faceoff back in the defensive zone. Now our defense can have an easy breakout. He wins the puck back in the offensive zone. Now the defense can shoot it from the point, and he's so lethal in front. He's basically setting himself up for his own assist by winning all these faceoffs. So Joe Pavelski was my number three best Dallas Stars playoff performer this playoffs. Coming in at number two, one of the biggest stories of this playoffs Anton Hudobin. He finishes with a 2.69 goals against average and a 9.17 save percentage with 14 wins. He finished second in wins only behind Andre Vasilevsky, who finished with 18. Listen, he came into this one the backup. He was a backup everywhere he's played. He's played in the OHL. He's played in the ECHL. He's played in the KHL. He's played in the AHL. He's played... In Russia, like, now he's played in the NHL. He's played for Boston. He's been all over the place. And now we get to see him in a Dallas Stars uniform take the starting role and run with it. He was unbelievable to watch. He is such a fun, fun personality. He was one of the best highlights of this run and something that I think Dallas Stars fans aren't going to forget. And... I expect to see a lot more Anton Hudobin jerseys in the stands next season. And then coming in at number one, I mean, I talked about him earlier, and this is the point where I'm going to talk about him. The best Dallas Stars playoff performer from this one is, and you guys guessed it, it's Miro Heiskinen. He finished third in playoff scoring, first in scoring by a defenseman in the playoffs, with six goals, 20 assists for 26 points, and a plus-eight rating. He led the Dallas Stars in points, assists, plus-minus. He also finished fourth all-time in points by a defenseman in the playoffs. The only people that were in front of him were Al McInnes, Brian Leach, and Paul Coffey. That's right, I'll say it again. Brian Leach 
Al McInnes, and Paul Coffey are the only three players who has more points as a defenseman in the playoffs than Miro Heiskanen did this season. This kid's the real deal, all right? He was the best defenseman in these playoffs. I, Victor Hedman, who? Miro Heiskanen was the best defenseman in these playoffs. He played over 25 minutes a night. He was an absolute workhorse. He's basically—I'm older than this guy, like, and I'm pretty young comparatively— so it, he was just phenomenal watch. He's a one-man breakout machine. He shoots the puck. He passes the puck. He skates. He defends. He's the total package. And Miro Heiskanen was honestly robbed of the Smythe because this was one of the best playoffs we, we've seen from a defenseman in a long, long time. And that does it. I mean, the Dallas Stars uh, playoff run has ended. So now that that has ended, the only thing we have left is looking ahead to next season. So now we obviously don't know exactly when next season will begin but I think that there are some big questions surrounding the Dallas Stars going into next season. One of these big questions is Anton Hudobin's contract. We all know about how crazy the goalie market is going to be this season. All right, we've got Braden Holtby. They just released Henrik Lundqvist from the New York Rangers. I mean, Jacob Markstrom. They just locked up Robin Leonard in Vegas to a long-term contract. Marc-Andre Fleury, Matt Murray, Tristan Jari just re-signed with Pittsburgh. There's going to be a lot of goaltenders on the move, and I think one of the big ones people are going to be looking at, especially because of the playoff run he just had, is Anton Hudobin. He is a unrestricted free agent now, and I really think, and I'm telling you, he's going to re-sign with the Dallas Stars, especially after this run. He really likes it in Dallas. The Dallas fans absolutely adore him. His teammates love him. And, you know, take away even his off-ice personality and who he is as a person, which is awesome and one of the big reasons I think you want to keep him around. But his play on the ice speaks for itself. During the regular season, he played over 30 games and he finished first in save percentage, he obviously can carry the load here. And listen, goalies, if you're asking them to, to play more than, you know, 10, 15 starts like your stereotypical backup would do compared to your starter, they're going to drop games. You're going to have bad games here and then. But I think we saw in these playoffs, Anton Hudobin has the personality and the ability to not let those games get to him. And he's going to give you a fighting chance every single night. And he's not going to complain about it. He's going to do his job because he loves doing it. And that's something you want to have around your team, around your organization, around your players, around your young rookies that come in. Just anywhere you can have him, you want him. And I think he's going to re-sign. Now, I worry that he re-signs for a lot more money than maybe he's worth because you got to remember, he is in his 30s already, all right? He's getting up there in age. Fantastic job in this playoffs. I want him around next season. I think you don't want to lock him up for anything past three years. Anything past three years for him, term-wise, is a failure, in my opinion. And you have to, have to, have to be careful of that, especially because he's him and his agent are going to be coming in there with a lot of leverage from this playoffs. But I think you re-sign him. I really, really hope to see Anton Hudobin in victory green next season again because, man, it looks so good on him. The second big question is what is going to go on with the Dallas Stars head coach? Obviously, Jim Montgomery was let go for reasons in December. Rick Bonus took over and led us for the rest of the season and took us on this incredible run. And he has said that, you know, he still wants to coach. And I think 
Jim Nill is going to take away the interim tag and give him the head coaching job. You saw what happened in Calgary with Jeff Ward. Um, He was the interim coach as well after Bill Peters was fired, and then they lose in the first round, and then Jeff Ward has had the interim tag taken off, and he was named the head coach. Now, I don't know how much leeway that gives you. Obviously, being an interim coach, I think you're probably given less leash than just a new coaching hire because they already sort of know what they have with you. So there's a little less time frame to to be successful. But I think that the ball is in Rick Bonus's court here for the head coaching job. I think that if he wants it, he can go up to Jim Nill and ask for it. And I think Jim Nill is going to give it to him. And I will be interested to see what Rick Bonus, as a new invigorated head coach in the National Hockey League could do with a whole season and preseason as a head coach, especially after he can come and learn from what he did in these playoffs. And then the last big question, and I think this is the big one, and I talked about it a bit when I was on the Soda Pod with Isha, um, is what are they going to do with all of the young guys? At the end of this season, so right now actually, now that the playoffs are over, Rupe Hints and Dennis Gurionov are restricted free agents, which means that the Dallas Stars still have the rights to them. However, they don't play for the Stars because we haven't actually signed them to a contract. It just means they can't go and get another contract somewhere else first. It has to go through us. Obviously, with how Dennis Gurionov played in the playoffs and with how Rupe Hints played during the regular season, obviously he had some injuries, and I don't think Hints had a fantastic playoffs, but I still think, you know, he played good. And we know what the potential for Gurionov and Hints is, which is, listen, they're going to be offensive talents. They both can skate unbelievably fast. They play a little bit of a different game. You know, Gurionov plays that Russian sniper game. Rupe Hints plays more of a center, you know, speedy center. He'll, he's more of the creation guy. But they both have offensive upside. They're both smart. They're both big. And they both can skate like the absolute wind. And listen, Gurionov just led the team in goal scoring in the regular season. That's going to up his price tag. Rupe Hints is a young centerman. That's going to up his price tag as well. But you have to sign these guys to deals that are going to let you take Miro Heiskanen's deal next season. Miro Heiskanen has one more year on his ELC, and then he will be a restricted free agent. And he is going to want somewhere between 9 to $11 million. And he's going to get it. Like I said, Miro Heiskanen was the best defenseman in these playoffs. Miro Heiskanen is going to be the best defenseman Next season in the league, mark my words, I'm telling you, he's going to finish top five in Norris voting next season. He's that good, okay? He's going to want so much money, and we're going to need to pay him that, but we're not going to have the money to pay him what he wants if we don't handle the Rupe Hints and Dennis Gurionov contract so carefully. Now, I don't know what to do. Like, I would love to tell you my opinion on what I would do in this situation, but it's it's a sticky thing. The cap situation and the way the contracts look for the stars, it's going to be a tightrope, and it's why Jim Nill's being paid all the money to figure it out because I look at it, and it just looks like a headache to me, a fun headache. I would really enjoy wrapping my head around it and trying to figure out what to do with the Dallas Stars in this contract situation, but it's going to be tough, and I think that's probably the biggest question facing the Dallas Stars going into next season. There were some Dallas Stars news that did happen this week. Um, First, with the NHL entry draft coming up this week, the Dallas Stars have one pick in the first round, which will be 30th overall. 
Um, I'm not a huge draft guy until the actual draft happens. So especially out of the first, the top 10, like whoever Dallas gets at 30, I think will be quality. But obviously with draft picks, especially the further out of the first round you get, the harder it's going to be. And so 30th in the first round could be a really good player. It really just depends on development, talent, and scouting. And I'm going to leave that again to the professionals on who the Dallas Stars should take 30th because I don't really keep track of that sort of draft stuff. I just know that the Dallas Stars will be drafting 30th, so keep an eye out for that. And then on the topic of Dallas Stars contracts, the Dallas Stars have just signed Andre Sekera to a two-year, $1.5 million deal. He, You know what? He managed to stay healthy through the playoffs. I think he was a decent addition to the third pairing. I would love him. He definitely skated better when he was skating with Hanley. I think Hanley added a little bit of speed and uh, youth to him. And I know Hanley is a bit older, but he still was able to skate a bit better. And they played good. He is a calm presence back there. He's really, really composed veteran player. He's lost a lot of his foot speed, which worries me. But like I said, he's really calm and composed back there. And when he's only playing 10, 15 minutes a night on the third pairing, because we've got Klingberg and Heiskanen doing all the heavy minutes, I think that that's fine. And like I said, it was to a, it's a low-cost, low-risk contract. So I'm fine with it, and I'm happy to see Andre Sekera coming back. And that is all of the Dallas Stars stuff I have for this episode. However, I do have some clean skate uh, house cleaning I have to do. And it is with a heavy heart that I uh, have to tell you guys that this will be my last episode as the host of the Clean Skate podcast. I have had an unbelievable time this season being the host and, you know, talking to the fans and watching the Dallas Stars games. However, uh, I still will be with the Hockey Podcast Network, but I will no longer be the host of the Clean Skate Podcast. And this will probably be the last episode of the Clean Skate Podcast until the next season starts back up, in which case there will be a new host for the Clean Skate Podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I just want to say some quick thank yous. First, I want to say thank you to all of the people that listened to this and who liked it and I interacted with on Twitter, just the fans, not even fans of the show, but Dallas Stars fans in general, like, thank you so much for an incredible season. It's been an incredible run. It's been an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about this team and to watch them. Like I said, just go on an unexpected run and just be really, really fun doing it. It's been an absolute blast. I also want to thank all the guys at the Hockey Podcast Network. You know, obviously, Ishan Dylan for giving me this opportunity to come in here and, you know, talk about hockey and my passion and to follow a really, really awesome team. It's been fantastic, and I'm looking forward to continue to work with them at the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, and then to all the other hosts, thanks you guys so much for coming onto the show and talking about your team, adding a little bit of spice to, and otherwise, you know, it'd just be me talking. And I'm sure everyone is going to miss the episodes where it's just me, but I think what really made this show successful was the fact that I was able to have so many really quality, amazing guests on to, you know, talk hockey with me about. So just Again, thank you everyone for listening from the bottom of my heart. This has been so much fun. And for the last time, I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one. 
Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bulls broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's, it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neuenschwander. Anthony Neuenschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know... I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh, no. Jado yeah. took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was, like, asleep in all of German, too. Oh, you, you, she, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was, like, me and i don't know five other people and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible class <laughs> no we weren't a terrible class a couple people were terrible people uh, not gonna you. mention names not gonna call it anybody in this pot it was chase crawshaw it was 100 percent <laughs> not me oh boy i know a couple of those names but uh yeah it's a good point chase we won't mention those here new episodes every monday only on the Hockey Podcast Network.